Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast on Franchise Tag Deadline Day. And your breaking news, or not so breaking when you're listening and watching, it's been a few hours now, uh, there's going to be no deal, or there was no deal, there is no deal, between the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley for a new contract prior to the deadline. So $10.1 million goes to the franchise tag that goes in Saquon Barkley's pocket for this season, unless he sits out. And that's the one question that we're going to be that's going to be remaining in Giants fans' heads and in Saquon Barkley's head. Uh, he tweeted out right after the news became public, it is what it is. So does that mean it is what it is? I'm going to go out there and just try my best, and then I'll get even more money next year than I was guaranteed this year? Or does that mean it is what it is? This sucks. Now I'm going to wait until I get a new deal. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see ourselves as Giants fans and as Giants podcasters here. But uh, for you to join us, we really appreciate it on the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend and my co-host, Alex. Um, Alex, we're here now, and we're talking about Saquon, and this is a Saquon Barkley-filled episode, so that's what I'm going to go to you about. I want to get your first perspective on um, on this on this move, I guess, or on this deal uh, that it just did not happen over the few months. I think it was kind of relevant uh, to definitely note Daniel Jones's early contract getting signed months ago and Saquon Barkley's kind of being second, which makes sense, right? We're talking about the most valuable position in football, if not in professional sports of the quarterback position that should be handled first. It makes sense. But just to wait and not have Saquon sign within that same month as Jones, I think was a big deal. So I said your name, but then I didn't go to you immediately. Now I will go to you, Alex, <laughs> about your thoughts on this. I'd say it's really difficult because from a personal level, you know, Saquon Barkley is one of my favorite players. And on one hand, I feel bad for him. I know it sounds silly because he's going to be making over $10 million next year if he decides not to sit out. Um, so, you know, no one should really feel bad for anyone making that type of money. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, Daniel Jones is getting paid $40 million a year uh, and Saquon Barkley is going to be getting paid $10 million a year. And, you know, Daniel Jones plays a more important position, don't get me wrong, but in terms of his uh, I guess, importance to this Giants team over this past season, over the past couple seasons. Are you telling me Saquon Barkley is really worth four times less than Daniel Jones? Probably not, but that's just how the NFL works, right? Running backs is just not a premium position, and you can't pay a running back $14, $16 million a year with you know, $30-plus million guaranteed on a four-year deal when you just look at the current market and that's just not something that's happening. You know, in terms of players who are getting paid over that 14, 15 million a year, right? It goes Christian McCaffrey at 16, Alvin Kamara at 15 with over 35 uh, million guaranteed. And then after that, even Derrick Henry is on a $12.5 million a deal, uh, year deal, 25 million guaranteed. Are you going to say Derrick Henry is, you know, Derrick Henry, I'd argue, is more important to the Titans than Saquon Barkley is to the Giants, right? So, you got to take it all into perspective with the league. Um, you know, Miles Sanders just got a deal this uh, past offseason, uh, you know, with the Carolina Panthers, and he's only getting paid uh, a little over $6 million a year, and that's kind of where the running back market is at. So it just does not make sense to give Saquon Barkley a huge contract. It doesn't make sense to sign him long-term with a lot of guarantees when we know he's had injury issues in the past. And unfortunately... Joe Shane had to stand firm. He had to stand pat, and you have to stand pat at that franchise tag number. And uh, he really, it seems like, did not want to go over 
two franchise tags guaranteed, which would come out to about um, $21, $22 million. At least that's what we're getting from a lot of reporting here. Yeah, Alex. Well, let, let's look at this again. I mean, we did this last episode and feel free to listen or watch on YouTube if you want our 2022 New York Giants NFL redraft. That was a fun episode. But we also talked about Saquon Barkley and that. And we, we talked about the leverage situation. It was towards the Giants' favor. The only part where it's like Saquon has a bit of leverage towards his side is when it comes to his name, his brand, and his number in association with the New York Giants being the guy in those commercials for the team. Daniel Jones, he's not really in those commercials for the New York Giants. You, you know, you see the one for Duncan that, that Saquon Barkley's in. Number 26 is the highest selling Giants jersey at this current moment. Right now, if you're going on Giants.com or you're going to Fanatics or you're going to Nike, whatever, what jersey are you buying? You're buying a Saquon Barkley jersey if you're a young Giants fan between the age of, you know, one and 20 or 15, right? You, you, you know, you're a young fan for your birthday. You're going to want to say Clint Barkley jersey. So he can say, listen, you guys have a lot of key pieces. I love a lot of guys on these, this team, but I am the face of the franchise. I mean, he could really do that if he wanted to, and he could have done that during these negotiations, although I think Saquon Barkley is a little more level-headed than that. Um, but he definitely has a point there. However, the Giants were going to budge, and they didn't need to budge because that they, they knew that Saquon Barkley is going to go out there and play. Uh, you know, we were listening earlier to WFAN right when this thing came out. Evan Roberts was on there, and he was basically saying that, that the New York Giants... The reason that they just stayed calm, cool, and collected, which is what they should have done as a front office, was because they knew Saquon Barkley is a competitor and he's going to go out there in training camp or during the regular season and he's going to compete. He's not the type of guy that's going to sit out. However, there was the remark that he talked about when he was at, I don't know if it was his camp, but he was at a camp last month where he was questioned by reporters to where he said sitting out during the season would be a part of the conversation if there was no deal. He said he hadn't thought about it much at the time. Well, now this is a possibility where he might think about that. I just, I, I, I can keep on saying it. I don't think Saquon Barkley is the type of guy that would do that. I don't think he would sit out. And even if he's sitting out, like what, what goes in his favor? What part of this makes him feel good inside that he's not going out there and he's not playing because he thinks he's going to get money in the end of it and he's going to get more than he already has? This guy wants to play. He wants to help a team. He wants to win. So for him to sit out, and lose a chance at, right now with what the Giants did in the offseason, we don't have to go through it entirely, but you know the Bobby Okereke signing, the 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 signing or the trade for uh, Darren Waller. The Giants, they have a pretty good opportunity of making up far and making a playoff run. So Barkley wants to sit out now. What are you doing in terms of yourself and your career? That's what I have to say. Only the reason I would understand why he would possibly sit out is he basically has been given a situation, not the worst situation, right? Because he's made almost $50 million in his career now with this tag, but in the situation where he has just not had any freedom, it almost feels like, into what he wants to do with his career, right? He's been tagged. Uh, he doesn't have a, he can't go anywhere if he doesn't want to. And uh, you know, he can't get the deal that he probably thinks he deserves, which he does deserve that amount of money, right? It's just upsetting that the market, it's just the market really is the only reason why he's not getting that type of deal. Uh, you know, three or four years ago, he would have gotten 15, 16 million dollars easily, um, you know, with 30 plus million guaranteed, like we talked about with those Alvin Kamara, 
um, and uh, Christian McCaffrey type contracts, right? He'd be right up there. It's just the timing at this current point. The running back market right now is on the floor. The it's been it's at the lowest that it's ever been, ever uh, in the I mean, you know not ever obviously, but in the past few years at least, it's the worst time to be a free agent running back uh, is right now, and that's uh, just the situation Saquon's in. But like you mentioned, Josh, he's a competitor. He's a guy who wants to play. Um, at least from what we've seen, right? We don't know him personally, but what we can see on the outside is that he's someone who really cares about the game of football. So I don't think he's going to um, end up sitting out, but I could see him being frustrated for a few weeks now, not show up to training camp, which has you know, been uh, reported now by Jordan Schultz, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, all these uh, big name guys that he will not be showing up to training camp, at least initially. I would understand that. I understand why he's upset. And uh, unfortunately, Joe Shane had to do what was best for the Giants organization and overpaying a running back. Uh, no matter how good that running back is, even if he is a unicorn like Saquon Barkley, it's just not the right move for building a franchise going forward. And it's uh, it's upsetting, but it's also had to be done. And if Giants had ended up signing him at $14 million a year with $30 million guaranteed, I would be very upset myself. Uh, and this episode would not be uh, in the same tone that it is right now. And I mean, Alex, again, let's give our props where props are due to this Giants front office. Like I said, I mean, Joe Shane, right? You look at a guy like our old GM with Dave Gettleman, maybe he would have signed Saquon Barkley. We have no idea. But the Giants, they held their ground. The front office did. They didn't go to a guaranteed amount of money that they didn't, you know, that they didn't want. They said they probably started out with their um, their cap point, their final offer. And they said, this is how high we're going to go and we're not going to surpass this. And even through all these months, all these weeks, all these days, and right up to the 4 p.m. deadline, they did not move. They completely stayed where they wanted their most amount of guaranteed money to be, which was around, what, $21 million? I think not. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was about 20, 21 million was the max they were going up to. It was initially reported 19 million was where they were at. But Ryan Dunleavy, I think, said they went up to 22 million this morning or last night. But it just it just didn't get done. So that's it for Saquon. And like you said, he's gonna not be there for the first few days of training camp, which shucks at least those yeah. first two days we are going to. Um he might not even be there for the entirety of the two weeks that is open training camp. But I think past that point, past all the noise and all the fans in the crowd, I think he will get there and he will show up uh either a week before or the the week of, I wanna say that first preseason game because he loves his teammates there. Saquon has made some really good connections with the Giants as you know, for as long as he's been drafted to this team. And Daniel Jones, it's his guy, it's his buddy uh, at quarterback. We've seen their relationship. They definitely have one. And you know, with the guys in the receiver room too, Sterling Shepard, um, guys like that, Saquon has a connection with this team. And I don't think he wants to let his teammates down either because another thing you do when you set out is you lose friends, right? And Saquon Barkley, he has friends on this team. And they're not going to be too happy if he's not playing. So just as much as I'm sure he wants to play, they want him to play too. And uh, I, I think we will see him a few weeks since the training camp. I, I I don't want to say there's no doubt in my mind, but I, I really think it's close to that point. If there's, there's very close to a point of no doubt in my mind that he comes back and he plays for this team uh, and starts um, week one. I'd say to sum up this whole situation, there's a tweet that I saw earlier today uh, kind of an anticipation of not only Saquon, but obviously Josh Jacobs is going to be playing on the tag or possibly sitting out. Um, what's the other guy? Tony Pollard on the Cowboys 
also in that same situation. Uh, so Matt Miller at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter, I, I like a lot of the stuff he puts out. Uh, he had this tweet. He said, been saying it for years, uh, and he kind of put a list here, like a one, two, three list. Step one, draft a running back. Step two, play the running back. And then kind of in between step two and three, if he's good, dot, 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 you franchise the tag one time, or the uh, the back one time, and then go back to step one uh, and draft a new running back. And that's your kind of the modern cycle for the new age NFL running back market. And I think that sums up the situation pretty well, sums up Saquon's situation and why a deal did not get done. And I think uh, it could be very likely that Saquon Barkley is not a giant, uh, you know, in the long term, which would be sad, but also, uh, according to what I just read, pretty, uh, I guess, normal for what the modern day NFL is becoming. Well, the Giants sit on a running or draft a running back this year. Well, Eric Gray, right? Yeah. I mean, I I would assume a running back slightly earlier, maybe second, third, day two type running back. But yeah, maybe you never know, right? A lot of these guys, undrafted late round guys, they boom. So uh, all hopes are high for Eric Gray, for sure. Let's just say uh, even if Eric Gray starts, it could be a better running back group than what we've had in our past. I mean, Alex, you look back on years before this, a few years, where we have Orleans Darkwa as our starting running back, Rashad Jennings as our starting running back. Um, what's his name? Was the guy's name, um, did it start with an S maybe? Shane Vereen, okay. right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Remember those names? Yeah. So let's just say our, our running backs right now, if Saquon Barkley comes back on this tag, and then we have Eric Gray as the backup. Matt Burita is still around too. I'm Matt Burita is still around, and yeah. that's really okay with me. That's fine. So, yeah. yeah. I think that sums up this episode. We're about at 15 minutes, so we appreciate you listening and or watching. Um, and what you can do to help support us, you could subscribe wherever you're listening and follow us on our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, Twitter and TikTok is the Giant Take Pod, and then Instagram and Facebook is the Giant Take Podcast. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at Joshola29. And yeah, thank you so much. That was That concludes uh, the Saquon Barkley episode. And what will we be doing next, Alex? What are we going to do next? You're asking me like I know. I have no idea what we're doing next. Who knows? Next will be at we the end know. of the week. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I do know. That's why well, I asked you. I would hope you know. I don't. At the end of this week, we're going to be coming out with our initial pre-training camp 53-man roster prediction. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I did know that. I just forgot. Goldfish oh, yeah. memory. 100%. Goldfish memory and all. So uh, we'll see you later this week. And yeah, I'm doing the outro now. I guess I've taken it over. Yep. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you later this week for our pre-training camp 53-man roster prediction before we get into the really fun stuff of actually showing up and going to training camp and uh, giving you our reports at the end of each day. So thank you so much again. See you next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, 
a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.